Our gospel for this morning comes from the 18th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. It's the story of the persistent widow. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused. But later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Please be seated. Well, good morning, and let us pray. Gracious God, we made it. We got ourselves up, we got ourselves ready, we got the kids ready, we got out the door, we got here just in time, or maybe a little late, but we have made it. We have brought ourselves through this week. You have brought us through this week into this space, into this time to again encounter your word, your love, your community, and your grace. Help us to soak it all up, to receive it all, that we can share it with the world. In Jesus' name, amen. What do we say to the God of death? Not today. Does anybody know where that line comes from? It comes from the TV show Game of Thrones. And it is part of the legend of Arya Stark, one of the main characters of the show. When Arya was a young girl, she didn't dream of becoming a princess or a queen as her sister did. Rather, she wanted to be a fighter, a warrior, a swordsman. And so her father hired her a teacher, one of the greatest swordsmen in all of Westeros, to teach her how to fight. During one of the lessons, he explains to her, there is only one God, and his name is death. And there is only one thing we say to death, not today. The last time she sees her teacher, he is holding off soldiers from the king's guard so that she can escape and get away. And in his final words to her, he asks, what do we say to the God of death? And she replies, not today. Seven seasons later at the Battle of Winterfell, Arya will hear those words again. As the very existence of humanity is threatened by the Night King, she is asked, what do we say to the God of death? And she answers, not today. And Arya, the smallest and the bravest of the Starks, summoning all of her courage, harnessing all of her training, looking into the very face of death itself, saves humankind. What do we say to the God of death? Not today. Let's try that as a call and response. What do we say to the God of death? Not today. These were the very words that came to mind for me when I finally arrived in Santiago de Compostela this summer after my 150-mile pilgrimage. 
As I came into view of the great cathedral, it wasn't a psalm or a scripture or any wise thing about the Camino that I had read that came to my mind. No, it was this quote from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Why? Well, I think it was because that experience was such a life-affirming and hopeful moment. In spite of my tiredness, my soreness, my occasional loneliness and doubt, I had made it. Just like the hundreds of pilgrims that arrived in Santiago with me that day and the countless pilgrims that had walked the Camino over these last 1,000 years. It was like we were all saying there together, what do we say to the death and destruction and violence and cynicism and despair that we see in the world? Not today. What do we say to our self-doubt, our fears, our insecurities, and our brokenness? Not today. What do we say to the narrative that the world is falling apart and that there's nothing that we can do about it? Not today. We affirm the power of life and love in the face of so much death. And our readings for today embody that same spirit of persistence and hope. In our first reading, Jacob wrestles with an angel. But the story is even more poignant when you know how he found himself there that night on the shore of the Jabbok River. So let me paint a picture. Jacob was one of the great figures in the Bible. He was a fraternal twin to his brother Esau. Esau was born first, and as the firstborn, Esau was entitled to their family's birthright and all the honor and the wealth that came with it. However, when they grew older, Jacob, with the help of his mother, tricked his blind father Isaac into giving him the birthright instead of Esau. He stole it right out from under him. Very Game of Thrones-ish, really. But now, some time later, Jacob must come face to face with his brother Esau, and he fears for his life. And so he sends all kinds of gifts to Esau ahead of him, goats and sheep and camels and cows and bulls, a donkey, all to appease his wronged brother and to try to save his own life. And before he meets his brother in the morning, Jacob spends one last night by himself on the shores of the Jabbok. And in this moment of fear, dread, anxiety, and regret, an angel comes and wrestles with Jacob. But Jacob is not just wrestling with an angel. Jacob is wrestling with his own demons. They wrestle throughout the night. And finally, Jacob gains the upper hand but refuses to let the angel go unless he is given a blessing, which he is granted, along with a limp and a new name, Israel, one who strives with God. In the morning, Jacob crosses the river to beg Esau, who is accompanied by 400 men, for mercy. And Jacob bows humbly seven times as he approaches his brother. But the story says, Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. Forgiven, reconciled, and reunited. What do we say to the God of death? Not today. In our gospel, Jesus tells a story about not losing heart. He tells of a persistent widow who will not relent until the judge gives her justice. Day after day, she goes to see the judge, and day after day, he refuses. 
on the spectrum of power and privilege. He is at the top and she is at the bottom. But finally, because she did not give up, because she made of herself such a holy nuisance, the judge gives in and grants her justice. What do we say to the God of death? Not today. Jesus himself died on a cross because the powers of this world would not accept his message of love and his insistence on justice, and they crucified him for it. Jesus was hung on a cross, and when his body had finally succumbed to his sufferings, his friends took him down and placed him in a tomb. On the third day, when his mother and the women disciples went to anoint his dead body, the tomb was open, and an angel was sitting there and asked them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He is risen. What do we say to the God of death? Not today. As followers of Jesus, as Christians, we are called to embody that same life-affirming, soul-expanding, hopeful, generous, just, and compassionate way of Jesus. And each time we do that, we say, not today. When we serve our neighbors experiencing poverty, hunger, and homelessness, we say, not today. When we extend love and kindness to people who are suffering, we say, not today. Each time we show up for worship and gather together as a community, we say, not today. When we try new things, when we experiment, when we dream of the future, we say, not today. When we give of ourselves, when we volunteer our time, share our talents and knowledge, when we financially support our mission, we say, not today. Not today. Not today. Not this morning. Not in this place with these people and this church. Not today. Your very presence here, whether it's your first Sunday or your 50th year, your presence here this morning is an act of hope for yourselves, for others, for me, for the church, and for the world. And a time when we are supposed to believe that we are so different and divided, where we are encouraged to look out for ourselves first, where problems seem so big and so complex, where loneliness and isolation are all too common, where we are alienated from each other and from our inner selves, where fewer people know what and how to believe, where many have forgotten how to hope. You, you here this morning, hold the hope for others. As a community today, we embody what we believe matters and what we want our world to be. And the way we communicate what we value is by showing up, showing up for others, for those in need, and showing up in this place. It matters at a very micro and a very macro level that you are here this morning at this place, at this time, here in worship as a part of this community. I believe God has called each of us here in this time, in this place, for a reason. And it's our job to trust that God has called us and to figure out why. We are part of God's continuing mission to bring life out of death, light out of darkness, and hope out of despair. Our birthright as God's children is God's immense grace and love, and out of our gratitude for that grace and love, we continue on with Jesus' work of teaching and listening, healing and reconciling, forgiving and making peace. 
We are called together to resist and overcome death with every act of kindness, with every senseless act of beauty, with every caring word, by showing up for each other and for God and for the world that God loves day after day after day. We are called to say to the God of death, as Jesus did on Easter morning, not today. What are we called to say? Not today. Today, Jesus says to the hurting and the lonely, your faith has made you whole. He says to those with deaf ears and stopped up hearts, be opened. He says to the cynical, come and see. To the lost, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. To those who are quick to condemn, he says, those without sin cast the first stone. He says to the conflicted, my peace I leave you, my peace I give you. And to everyone, he says, you are precious and honored in my sight, and I love you. And he calls each of us into this death-defying and life-affirming ministry. What do we say to the God of death? Not today. Not today. Amen.